Hello, and this is almost the Anvil podcast from Church's Bookshop. I'm Andrew, but today I haven't got George or Linda. Instead, I'm joined with the wonderful Emily Owen. Hi, Emily. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Emily's joining us on Zoom. Emily, you're in Leicester at the moment. How are things for you there? Those things are fine, but here in England, we're still in lockdown. <laughs> so, well, in some places, we're still in lockdown. And in my place, we're still in lockdown. But I'm fine. Thank you. Emily, you might remember from one of our episodes in our first season, we reviewed her autobiography, Still Emily, which is a fantastic book all about her life with neurofibromatosis type 2, which I think I said right. Well done, you said it. (laughs) (laughs) I got it right. And Emily's agreed to come on and be interviewed just to talk a bit about more about the book. So, Emily... What I want to ask you first is what led you to write Still Emily? Because it's very different from the other books you've written. Well, interestingly, when I was first diagnosed with my uh, my medical condition, neurofibromatosis type 2, <laughs> soon after that, people started saying to me, you should write your story. Because I'd been in hospital, I'd been very poorly, and then I recovered. And people said to me, you should write a book about it. And I said, no. (laughs) I said, it's never happening. I am never writing a book about my life, ever. And it took me getting on for 20 years before I actually finally said, "Okay, yeah, I will write it. And in a nutshell, what led me to write it was I think God told me, now's the time, write the story. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, how something you have no plans to do, God just steps in there and and creates that situation. I think it's a really powerful testimony, having obviously known you for a while now and read the book. I think it's clear it was inspired by God. I think God has given me quite a powerful testimony, but God also had to be very patient with me until I was ready to say to him, okay, you can use my testimony. Yeah. (laughs) I guess to bring you on from that, obviously when you write a book like this, it's not only for you. It's obviously you're you're releasing that story out into the world. What what did you hope readers would take away from, from reading Still Emily? Well, it's interesting, the question, what do I hope readers take away? Because I hope they take away hope, (laughs) if that (laughs) makes sense. The book itself is, although it talks about my faith, because my faith is part of me, it's not all about faith. It's about people who maybe don't have any faith at all. They can hopefully find a way through their difficult situations through reading the book. But also for me, I think the book is about hope when things don't necessarily work out as you want them to because I've never been healed I still live with disability but there's still hope and a lot of people today are in difficult situations that don't seem to be going away but the book is about you can still find hope even within those dark times so that's what I hope people can find yeah well I can tell you I, I definitely did. Obviously, as a, as a group, when we reviewed this book, we had several members who were struggling with chronic illness of, of one form or another and disability. And all of us found it was, yeah, hopeful. It, it really gave us hope. So I think you can be pleased that it definitely did what, what you were looking for there. 
you obviously weren't always planning on being a writer. You have to read the books to find out exactly what that journey is. When, when writing, obviously, you started more writing devotional books, some fantastic devotionals, and then you wrote Still Emily. Was there anything you learned from writing Still Emily in particular? Well, the first thing I learned was that it's very different <laughs> writing personal story. I learned that I had to be willing to go to really difficult places in my life in order to write the book. And that was hard. So to be honest, I learned that I needed space. I needed to give myself space in order to revisit those difficult places in order to write them. And that's a space I'd never really had to find in writing the devotionals. So yeah, I learned that I needed to have have space. It's a very vulnerable position, I imagine, writing down your story for others to read. Yeah, you are so honest. In, in what you write. How did you experience that? Was there a, a sense of, of vulnerability and opening yourself up your sort of most private, difficult moments? And how did you deal with that? Well, I, I think I felt that if I was going to write my story, it had to be honest. And perhaps that's why it took me 20 years to be able to do it, because to have something out there is, as you say, in some ways quite vulnerable. But I thought there's no point doing it but not being honest. So I needed to be ready within myself to get to a place where I could say, yeah, this is it. This is where I'm at. This is what I've been through. And to share it with people. So I, I, I think um, I think for anybody who goes through tough times, often people think, oh, I write my story. I think it's really important to remember that people are going to read that story and are you ready to be that vulnerable? And as I say, in the end, I was. We're really glad that you, you did feel able to because I think you've added massively to so many lives and, and made made difficult times just that little bit easier for a lot of people. So um, I know I can personally say thank you for writing it because I, I know it can't have been easy even even when you've waited so long. When we discussed Still Emily on the podcast, we were talking about it in the in the realm of chronic illness and and how we deal with that as Christians. We, we've talked a little bit about sort of the hope that that Christianity can give, but there's also the reality of everyday difficulties. Mm-hmm. And you write a lot about having high expectations of what you want to do and how you want to to push against maybe the limitations that the NF2 gives you, but at the same time having to be kind to yourself. Wondering if, if there anything you've you've learned about getting that balance right between both pushing forward and challenging yourself, but also remembering that that you can be gentle to yourself too. That's a very pertinent question, very good question, because it is difficult to get that balance of for myself personally I did always have quite high expectations of what I would achieve if you like and then that was sort of (laughs) scuppered by my illness and I couldn't do that anymore and it's very easy to feel like a failure you know you can't do what you wanted to do and you you can feel like a failure but I realised I do need to be kind to myself as well as you say you know I need to say okay, I can't do the things I used to do, but find kindness within that. And two things I would say helped me do that. One was to say, 
Well, if I was talking to somebody else in my situation, what would I say? And I would say, you know, you're doing really well. <laughs> Be kind to yourself. Give yourself a bit of slack. The second thing I really learned was the importance of acceptance. And that was a really hard struggle for me to get to a place of acceptance that, okay, I can't do what I used to do. I am unable to achieve what I perhaps wanted to achieve. But I will accept that. And I will say, okay, it's where I am. And because it's where I am, I will be kind to myself where I am. But it, as I say, it took me a lot of struggle to get there. Um, it's actually in the book, <laughs> still, mm. Emily. But um, I did get there. And it's still a battle, but I am learning to accept what I can do rather than worry about what I can't do. I hope I'm remembering right. In the book, I think you, you tell a story of, I think it's when you're in hospital and you're trying to sit up in a chair for is it half an hour and you manage mm. 20 minutes and you talk about focusing yeah. on the 20 minutes you manage rather than the 10 that you yeah. that you weren't able to. And I know that was that struck all of us on, on the podcast. Yeah, that particular story was really crucial for me because I was used to being told, OK, you do this. So I would say, OK, I'll do it. And I would do it. But then after sitting out in this chair for 20 minutes, I couldn't stand it anymore. I had to get back into bed. So I hadn't done the half hour they told me to do. But, you know, perhaps not at the time, but looking back, I realised that I was focusing on the 10 minutes of failure, if you like. When actually I'd had 10, 20 minutes of doing it and I learned that it's important to focus on the 20 minutes. So that was a big lesson for me. Yeah, well, I'd say I, I've remembered that, and it's been a while since I read the book, so clearly it, it's gone somewhere into my brain and there uh, been a lesson passed on. <laughs> I'm, I'm very impressed you remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even take notes. So moving perhaps a little bit away from, from Still Emily, we like to ask a few questions to any author we interview. First question... Which Christian book that is not the Bible has influenced you the most? Well, this is, I have to say, this is a really mean question. (laughs) (laughs) You're being really mean to me, but it's so difficult. I mean, almost any Christian book I have read, I could pick at one stage or another. As I think kind of holistically over my life, The book that comes to mind that has really influenced me is actually Johnny. Johnny is a testimony book about somebody who, when she was 17 years old, she broke her neck when she was diving and she was left paralysed. And it talks about how she finds God in, in that. I do recommend it. It's a really good book. But the interesting thing to me is that it really, I only read it before I was diagnosed with my illness. So back when I was a teenager, I read that book and I thought, wow, how does she cope lying flat on her back day after day? How does she cope with being disabled? And then fast forward a few years, at almost the same age she was, I find myself in that situation, flat on my back, disabled. And... I thought back to that book that I'd read as a healthy person and I found it really quite inspiring and it encouraged me that 
God is still there, even when we go through difficult times. So today I'm picking Johnny. Tomorrow I might pick something else. <laughs> but today oh. it's Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> well, we like that answer because it encourages people to read more than one book. But no, that does sound like an, an amazing book and not one I've come across. So I'll have to keep an eye out for it. And, and it seems like you've, you've almost written your own version in Still Emily that hopefully has gone on to inspire others who are, are facing the same things you are. So I didn't write this question. Either George or Linda came up with it. But we're going to ask that if you were trapped in a lift with any author, living or dead, which author would you pick? Now, this is another really difficult question. <laughs> I, couldn't think, I, I thought to myself, oh, what, which books do I really like reading? Then I thought to myself, which books do I really like reading again and again? Because I thought, if I'm trapped in a lift with somebody, I want to be able to have a lot of conversation with them. You know, I want to be happy to revisit the things they say. And I have to say, I thought of Jane Austen. And I love reading Jane Austen again and again. There's always something new to find. So I thought to myself, if I'm stuck in a lift with somebody and it was Jane Austen, I imagine her conversation would be really interesting. And also she has great observations about life. And I like observing life as well. So I thought we would have quite a good exchange of thoughts. Possibly. <laughs> or she would desperately ring the lift mechanic and get her out of there as soon as she could. <laughs> either way, I mean, you either have good conversation or you get out of the lift. So it's, it's not too bad either way. Oh, yeah. We would be, we, when the lifts, lift people came to rescue us, I think we would say, please don't rescue us. We're having a great conversation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well... Thank you very much, Emily. Just before we finish, are there any projects, anything you're writing at the moment, anything about to be published that you'd like to tell us about? Well, I actually have a couple of things I can tell you about. And it's interesting because in this conversation, we've talked about, we've mentioned the fact that I write devotional books. We've also mentioned the fact that I've written my memoir. And the projects I have coming kind of cover both of those. Because one that's coming um, early next year is a devotional book in my 30 Days series, which is basically books about different Bible characters. And I can announce, and this is the first time I've announced it, the one that's coming is about, drumroll, <laughs> it's about Ruth, Bible oh. character um, Ruth. So that is coming in uh, 2021, the beginning of 2021, a devotional about the Bible character of Ruth. And it's about Ruth, not me, so it doesn't mention myself. But another book I have coming slightly afterwards is called uh, My Diary. And it's basically, I suppose in some ways, it's still Emily, but written for children. So children probably eight years old, uh, upwards, um, just to introduce them to themes of uh, disability, faith, um, image, you know, different things, things that are topical for kids. It's written for them. So that's the two books I've got coming. One devotional, one my story for children. Wow, I can't wait to get our hands on those. Interesting that you're doing Ruth. I'm actually studying Ruth with a youth group that I lead at the moment. How are you? Oh, brilliant. Oh. <laughs> so, I'll look forward yeah. to getting our, our hands on, on 30 Days with Ruth. 
But thank you so much for joining us on the Anvil and being our first ever author interview. Wow, it's my pleasure and my honour. It's really <laughs> great to be here. Thank you. And it is lovely. And we hope to see you again on the Isle of Man when this COVID oh, stuff all settles down. Hopefully. I'd love to come back. Yeah. So well, you, you, you're always welcome. So, thank you. Thank you, Emily. And we'll say goodbye for now. Please do check out Emily's books from your local Christian bookshop. The book we've been discussing today is still Emily. And watch out for her new books coming next year, 30 Days with Ruth and My Diary. So thank you very much, Emily. And thank you to everyone listening. And we'll be back soon with another interview with another author. Bye for now.